0: Good Thursday morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this cool, well, cold, clear, and crisp morning. Maybe tomorrow will be a different story. They say a little snow is going to get in the way, maybe one to three inches for our area. But uh, we shall wait and see. They've been wrong before, but it could gum things up uh, for the uh, morning commute tomorrow. So uh, be aware of our forecasts here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. This program is presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Uh, By the way, uh, always a a segment I look forward to in the Concord Insider published by The Monitor uh, every week. And it is uh, what happened on certain days of history. And it was on, not this day, but uh, February 23rd. That would be tomorrow. February 23rd, 1799, seven men held the first Masonic meeting in Concord. And it was at Gale's, G-A-L-E, apostrophe S, Gale's Anchor Tavern. Does anyone out there know where Gale's Anchor Tavern was located? That's just a simple question. If you do, what, I'd like to hear it 603-224-1450. No prizes involved, just uh, the satisfaction of uh, sharing your knowledge With our WKXL audience, where was Gale's Anchor Tavern, where the first Masonic meeting in Concord took place on tomorrow's date in uh, 1799? Uh, By the way, you've probably heard about this. A nationwide cell service outage right now is preventing some AT&T customers from making or receiving calls, including emergency calls. Some 911 centers say the website down detector reported more than 38,000 AT&T outages as of 7 a.m. Eastern time with the first reports coming in shortly after 4 a.m. The site also saw a smaller number of outages for Verizon and T-Mobile as well. Some uh, 911 centers in Virginia, North Carolina, and Texas reported that the outages prevented people from making emergency calls from their cell phones. Customers were advised to use a landline for any calls or find a cell phone that uses a different carrier. So I don't know if that is impacting us. I am not an AT&T subscriber, so I... I really don't know. But uh, uh, if, if it is, then you know exactly what's what's going on. Well, uh, former president Donald Trump has indicated that at least half a dozen contenders, including three former rivals for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, are on his short list for running mate. The commanding frontrunner for the GOP nomination had plenty of praise for one of those potential candidates who joined uh, Trump at a, a Fox News town hall on Tuesday in uh, South Carolina. During the program, which uh, ran on uh, the Ingram angle on Fox News, Trump was uh, asked about a half dozen potential running mate choices, and uh, those are, or were, Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, multi-millionaire biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Representative Byron Donalds of Florida, and I am so glad to see this on the list, former U.S. Representative, Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, a Democrat turned independent. Oh, would I love to see Tulsi Gabbard be the running mate of Donald Trump. That would be a tremendous selection. One of the brightest, uh, most intelligent, and friendly people uh, you'll ever want to meet. And talk about in shape. I was at a Gabbard rally a few years back. And, you know, she is a former military person. And she proceeded to do any number of push-ups on stage at a Manchester venue. But, I mean, uh, she was challenged to do it. She didn't didn't just do it out of the blue. She was challenged by somebody who said, I bet I can do more push-ups in a shorter amount of time than you can, Tulsi. Uh, How wrong he was on that night. Trump, uh, as you know, uh, has a history of making comments off the cuff, which many enjoy and many in the political world see DeSantis as Trump's running mate as a stretch since the two and their camps blasted each other for over a year before the Florida governor suspended his 2024 campaign last month, just ahead of the New Hampshire primary, as you will recall. Seems like light years ago that we had the... uh, (laughs) The primary uh, in New Hampshire, such a buildup, so many ads, so many flyers in the mail, so many text messages, so many emails. And all of a sudden it was it was all over and nothing very surprising happened. Although I think uh, Nikki Haley ran a very good campaign. I, I really will have to hand it to her because I think she garnered a larger percentage of the votes than most people thought she would when she started her campaign, and she's still keeping that campaign alive. I think it will probably, uh, probably come to an end after the upcoming South Carolina primary. But it's her home state. If she doesn't do well there, uh, she probably won't fare any better anywhere else, in my humble opinion. Uh, DeSantis, by the way, endorsed Trump at the time when he uh, pulled out of the New Hampshire primary but has not joined him on the campaign trail in the ensuing weeks. In fact, uh, DeSantis was also in South Carolina Tuesday for an official event and did not team up with Trump. So that's interesting right there. He was in uh, South Carolina talking about term limits for congressmen, both in the House uh, and in the Senate, from what I understand. Uh, Ramaswamy, who has been uh, long a supporter of, of uh, Trump's America First agenda, dropped his White House bid last month after the Iowa caucuses and endorsed the former president. He has teamed up with Trump multiple times since then and uh, campaigned on behalf of Trump in uh, South Carolina on Tuesday. Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate, suspended his presidential bid in November and enthusiastically endorsed Trump in New Hampshire last month He has also joined the former president on the campaign trail in South Carolina for the past couple of weeks. But to me, still, the most intriguing candidate on that list is Tulsi Gabbard. She served in the Iraq War, ran unsuccessfully, unfortunately, for the 2022 Democratic presidential nomination. She would have been the uh, only uh, Democrat I would have considered out of the field that ran the previous uh, the fr- previous time. Uh, she would have been the only one. I and In fact, uh, I, I would have voted for her uh, had I been a Democrat, but I'm not. But I, if she ran, if she had been the running, uh, running against Donald Trump in the 2020 election, I, a general election for president, I would have voted for Tulsi Gabbard. She served in the Iraq war, uh, ran unsuccessfully for the 2020 uh, Democratic presidential nomination, uh, became increasingly critical of her party, I might add, with good reason. After she left Congress two years ago, uh, Gabbard became an independent And has become a favorite among conservatives. I think that would be a terrific ticket. I already have the name of that ticket. I think it's pretty good. I don't know if anybody's ever said this. I would call it the TNT campaign. The TNT. What a dynamite campaign it would be. TNT. Trump and Chelsea. How about it? What do you think? Trump and Telsey. There you go. Think about it. Think about it. Dynamite campaign. All right. I'll take a break. Kale and Company will continue right after these words. It is Kale and Company for a Thursday. And we are delighted that you took the opportunity to join us today. You can give us a call, too. Call in. Andrew will uh, put you through. 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450 is the number to call. We shall return right after these words. Welcome back. Glad you stuck around. It is uh, Kale & Company for a Thursday. A delight to have you along with us, as always. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Don't forget, tomorrow, here on Kale & Company, it'll be the Friday Fun Bunch with our resident flick chick, Kitty Ray, and president and CEO of uh, Northeast Delta Dental, Tom Raffio. Tom always a... Uh, Fun show. That's why we call it the Friday Fun Bunch here on WKXL. And we hope you uh, tune in for that. Hey, guess who was on Capitol Hill yesterday? How about Jim Biden? Lawmakers on Wednesday accused James Biden, brother and lookalike of our president, of uh, contradicting himself must be a family trait uh, during testimony about his brother's supposed uh, business dealings with the family. Now, the president's brother initially said he was uh, not part of a deal with his nephew, Hunter Biden, and uh, business associates Rob Walker, Tony Bobolinsky, and James Gilliar, according to a source familiar with the interview. But when presented with an agreement with his signature on it, Biden changed his tune, saying he did not recall signing the agreement, according to the source. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs, who's a Republican from Arizona, speaking to reporters after the interview, said it was interesting and that Biden contradicted himself. That conclusion was shared by Representative Matt Gates from Florida, who told reporters, let me say this. So there are a lot of things that Mr. Biden is saying that are correctly, uh, directly, directly contradicted by documents. Something else that runs in the family. Uh, the lawmakers' comments come, about, come after James Biden's voluntary private interview on Capitol Hill as part of a House Republican's impeachment inquiry into his brother, that would be our president. Uh, Mr. Biden said, and I quote here, I have a 50-year career in a variety of business ventures. Joe Biden, his brother, has never had any involvement or any direct or indirect financial interest in those activities. None, he said. The interview with both Republican and Democratic staff, as well as lawmakers, lasted more than eight hours. I was so bummed out. I went home yesterday hoping this would be on TV. Nobody showed it. Nobody showed it. Uh, During several breaks, Republicans came out and told reporters without citing details that James Biden's responses contradicted his opening statement and that he had made efforts to avoid directly answering investigators' questions. The interview with James Biden was the latest in a series that GOP lawmakers have conducted recently as they seek to rebuild momentum for an impeachment process surrounding the Biden family's overseas finances that has stalled in recent months. Wednesday's testimony comes after a a central claim of the GOP investigation uh, was undermined by federal prosecutors who last week indicated an FBI informant who claimed there was a multimillion dollar bribery scheme involving the president, his son, Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company. Uh, He was uh, proven that that claim uh, was false. But Republicans argue that the informant was just one part of their broader investigation and say they intend to push ahead. Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio says it doesn't change the fundamental facts. The impeachment inquiry, which began in September under the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees, has included the recent depositions of several former Biden family associates so lots more to come on this and hunter biden will be called in i'm sure again and uh you know more and more comes out about uh, some of the things that uh the family has at least at least allegedly uh been involved with so we will keep you posted right here if nobody else does i promise we will Uh, It was on this date in 1980. 1980. Can you believe that? That was, what, 44 years ago? 44 years ago. Miracle on ice. A night that most of us of a certain age will never forget as the U.S. uh, ice hockey team beat heavily favored the Soviet Union. Remember them? Four to three. At Lake Placid, one of the biggest upsets in Olympic history. It was not the gold medal game. That was played a couple of days later. But the Americans did go on to win the gold medal and to upset the Soviet Union at that time with the seasoned team they had as compared to a bunch of college kids that the U.S. put out there because, you remember now, uh, those Russian athletes were part of the so-called Soviet Army. But in all reality, they were professional athletes. And this was before professional athletes were allowed to compete in the Olympic Games. And I still think it should be that way. It's not anymore. I guess some people think it's progress, but I just wish it was uh, still uh, amateur athletes in the Olympics because, you know what, professional athletes get enough exposure anyway. Uh, I mean, these, these kids, you know, you think of uh, Jim Craig, the goaltender from Massachusetts, and of course, Mike Aruzioni, who scored the game-winning goal in that uh, 4-3 victory over the uh, Soviet Union. Uh, I mean, that was such a special story, you know, that movies have been made about it. Books have been written about it. And it was just uh, just something that uh, because it was really once in a lifetime uh, under those circumstances. Because they were truly amateurs. They were college kids beating seasoned pros, pros from the Soviet Union. And you know the funny part about it? We all, those of us who were following it, and most of the country was because it was such an important event at the time. We all knew the final score before we ever got to see the game. Because for some unknown reason, I mean, the game, I think, was played at 5 o'clock in the afternoon in Lake Placid, New York. 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday but for some unknown reason, and I will never get it to this day, ABC decided to delay the telecast with Al Michaels, who did a fantastic job and actually put Al Michaels on the map. You know, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Well, they delayed it till eight o'clock prime time after they knew I mean, everybody watched it anyway, I think, that wanted to see it. And, and some people, I'm sure, shut themselves down from uh, hearing any information until they saw it on tape delay. But I think millions and millions and millions of people knew what was going to happen. So it kind of took a little drama away from watching it at 8 o'clock. I mean, you wanted to see it because you knew the outcome was one that you wanted badly. But yet you knew what was going to happen. I'll never understand to this day. I know you get more viewers in prime time. I, I understand that. Uh, ABC was roundly criticized at the time. And I still hold it against them. Some 44 years later. Took all the. I mean, we're all thrilled about the U.S. winning, of course, but we would have rather been able to see it on live TV at the time. Can you imagine something as significant as that these days being on tape delay? The answer is an absolute no. What were they thinking? Come on, Rune Arlish. What were you thinking at the time? Anyway, they won. It was one of the greatest moments in the history of sports in this country. Maybe the greatest of all time. If you'd like to dispute that, uh, feel free. 603-224-1450 is the number to call. It is Kale and Company Live, and we are right on your radio dial. 1450 AM, it's back. 103.9 FM in Concord, 1019 FM Concord in Manchester, and of course, streaming around the world, around the clock, on nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we will be right back. Kale & Company live here on WKXL. NHtalkradio.com. Great to have you along with us here on a Thursday and have a little bit of inclement weather on the weather for tomorrow, as you uh, just heard. So uh, there you go. By the way, I mentioned the Concord Insider, which I I look forward to every Thursday uh, in the Concord Monitor. But, you know, you can also get that uh, around uh, the city of Concord in those little uh, boxes that they have with, like, the Weir's Times and the Concord Insider and the Hippo. You, can all, you, know, you don't have to buy the paper even to, uh, to get it. But if you go to page six, there's a couple of things I would like to point out. You can follow along at home. Uh, on page six of the uh, Thursday edition of the Insider, which is the day it comes out normally, there is our new, our brand new WKXL ad. The ad has been re energized, redesigned, and it's right there on page six. I'll hold it up to, to get a good shot. Camera, camera three, got it. But you don't need me, you, you can get it yourself. Uh, NHTalkRadio.com, tune in. Live stream, advertise with us. Good. Good ad. Uh, By the way, and on the same page, Jim Cole. Hey, if you know anything uh, about uh, New Hampshire history at all, you know who Jim Cole is. He covered every primary from uh, 1980 to 2016. He will talk. He will talk about his photos. Well, I, I guess he's already done it. I guess he's already done it. Uh, <laughs> this uh, article is a little bit out of date now that I read it. Well, he did it February 16th, opening of the first in the nation uh, New Hampshire presidential primaries, 1920 to 2020, uh, in uh, gallery, the Randall Gallery in Portsmouth. Uh, Jim Cole was a student at New England College in Henniker when he began freelancing for the Concord Monitor in 1978. Uh, Mr. Cole said uh, they kept telling me at the Monitor we don't have any openings, but I kept saying I want a job. Uh, editor Mike Pride eventually agreed to pay three dollars. Three dollars, Mike Pride, really raising the bar for photographers everywhere, paying $3 for every published photo. But, said Cole, would have to come up with his own ideas and deliver prints by 7 a.m. And Cole said he walked out of there and said, I've got a job! And uh, so, at any rate, uh, Jim Cole said he had a a great nose for news, and eventually was making $100 a month from the Concord Monitor uh, for his his photos. And he has had some great uh, political photos, uh, political memorabilia, uh, work by other photographers, and a video montage of campaign songs I love the campaign songs. I love those campaign songs. People should have jingles these days uh, because people remember jingles. I, I remember, you know, beer and cigarette and car jingles from the 1960s. Does anybody have a good jingle today? Does anybody, does any company have a good jingle today? I can't think of any. But it used to be, you know, Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. High neighbor, have a Gansett. Give this lager beer a chance. I won't sing it for you, but I can recite it for you. And car companies, you know, see the USA and your Chevrolet. Nobody's creative these days. you got to have a jingle. You know, I bet 70% of the ads I see on TV, after I see it, I don't remember what they were talking about or what the product is. You got to have a jingle. In my opinion, anyway, what do I know? Anyway, I don't remember anything. I can't remember the last commercial I saw on TV that really would make me think about the product again. If, in fact, I knew what the product was that they were trying to sell. And then there are so many where they put, like, the logo of the company, let's say, in the last, like, half second of the ad. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what all the logos are. I don't know about you, but, I, you know, I don't do a study of logos. I don't know what they all are. I just think it's crazy. I think it's a waste of money if that's what they do. Jingles. How about the jingle we have on, uh, on one of the ads that has been running for a long time? On this radio station, and I love it. It's the Weir's Times jingle. You know, it's it's not necessarily a jingle per se, but it's a, it's a song. It's a song, and people remember it. But anyway, this uh, museum in uh, Portsmouth, the uh, Randall Gallery, they're going to have all kinds of memorabilia, and uh, it's let's see, uh, political memorabilia. They're going to have uh, all kinds of stuff. It'll be open uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 1 to 4, through June 29th, at the Nonprofit Library and Museum, which was founded in 1817. So for more information, go to the thethenium Yeah, you'll have to look in the Insider. It's tough to say. .org. But just check it out. Say, you know, Portsmouth uh, Theater, Randall Theater. uh, Randall Gallery, I should say. Randall Gallery in uh, Portsmouth. And uh, they'll have all the information. At the uh, Athenium's Randall Gallery in Portsmouth. If you like politics, if you like the pictures of Jim Cole, you've seen his pictures for years. And he's covered every kind of event. It's not all... You know, lots of political events. I I got to know him uh, covering races at uh, New Hampshire, then New Hampshire International Speedway, before it became New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Jim was all over that uh, from the very beginning, and uh, he does. There's no doubt that Jim Cole has a nose for news. By the way, New Hampshire lawmakers heard testimony this week on a bill that would try to protect the endangered 603 area code. Phone companies have been uh, warning that the Granite State is running out of numbers and might have to add an additional area code. God forbid that happens. Oh, can you imagine the fallout from that? You know, folks, if you get upset about a state adding another area code, you're in pretty good shape. You don't have much to worry about, do you? Uh, The bill being considered in the Senate would direct the state's Energy Department to do everything it can legally uh, to promote and adopt what is being called telephone number conversion methods to extend the life of the 603-only area code. In New Hampshire, because God forbid, if we ever had to add another area code, what would we ever do? I used to think that. uh, (laughs) I can't believe people would get upset about this. And And I know we're synonymous with the 603, but folks, times change. There are a lot more phones out there in distribution now than there have ever been before. And sometimes... You, you, you just you ultimately run out of numbers. That's the way it goes, folks. If, if, you, if you get upset about New Hampshire adding another area code, I think, honestly, you have bigger problems. So what if they add an area code in the North Country? 786, I, whatever. You, you put the digits together. Is it really going to have a big impact on your life? I mean, I know 603, you know, all kinds of memorabilia, shirts, you know, uh, whatever, songs. You know, we'll still always be known as the 603 because it'll be the predominant area code. I I can't believe people are wasting time on this in the legislature. But it's not unusual. Tom Jones once said. We will uh, take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental and we will be right back if they let us. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL and htalkradio.com. You heard that in the last uh, last set of uh, advertisements you heard on WKXL. The weirdest times. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Too. Always like that, man. And then we heard it also from Dan Weed. Weed Family Automotive. And Dan is going to be on the show Wednesday, next Wednesday. For all your automotive needs, one of our great sponsors, Weed Family Automotive. Just going back for a moment, you know, uh, to the 603 area code. I mean, I know it's, you know, sacrilegious to, you know, consider any any other area code uh, for the state. We'll still have the 603. A bill in the Senate would direct the Energy Department to do everything it can legally uh, to. Adopt Again, what we said was the, the telephone conservation method to extend the life of the 603-only area code in New Hampshire. The, method, uh, the methods include things like a full inventory, a full inventory of all the phone numbers in the state and making sure that blocks of numbers that are not being used are made available again. Much of it would be behind-the-scenes work by the Department of Energy. And the phone companies. But those who testified this week said the efforts could have big impacts. Many of those testifying said their brands rely heavily on the 603 area code. Republican Senate President Jeb Bradley said the state itself uses the area code for part of its branding, which is true. I mean, that's very true. Bradley said, it's part of our identity. It's part of our brand. Businesses have utilized that in their branding. I think New Hampshire citizens think of it somewhat iconically. Well, folks, I have to tell you, it's not going away. 603 will not go away. I grew up in the 617 uh, in Massachusetts. uh, There was a time when there were two, just two area codes in Massachusetts 617 for the eastern part of the state and 413 for the western part of the state and you know what they they managed to survive believe it or not people managed to survive with two two area codes now there are several more that have popped up in in Massachusetts I don't know how they're handling that but somehow uh, they seem to make it through Uh, lawmakers heard testimony that the uh, conservation methods could work Citing the situation in Maine where the 207 area code was set to run out of numbers by the end of this year. Doing much of what was proposed in the Senate bill or in the Maine bill allowed the state to push that back in Maine for another decade. So there won't be another area code in Maine other than 207 for another decade because of this conservation of numbers and apparently it worked in Maine, so why can't it work in New Hampshire? I mean, maybe it can, but is it that big a deal? I mean, you'll still have the 603. It's not going away. they will just add another one. It's like expansion in sports. Maybe you don't like it so much, but I think you can live with it. I think so anyway. Was there You know, there, there were, were times you know before area codes ever existed. But anyway, have to look that up. When did the first area code come into existence? And now you have to dial area codes with every, every number you dial. Even in the, the good old six zero three, you have to dial six zero three every time. You'd be calling your neighbor. And you have to dial the six zero three, but that's all right. And most people just have speed dial anyway, so they don't really, you know, pound out the digits every time they <laughs> they make a call these days. And you don't call the these, you know, the the operators like uh, Sarah or some of those old TV show operators with the switchboards, and and, and that doesn't exist anymore. At least, to, to the best of my knowledge, anyway. But I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of time. And probably money wasted to just try and salvage the one area code uh, in New Hampshire. I mean, is it really going to impact your life if they add another area code? (laughs) I don't think so. You can still call it the 603 because, you know, most of the state will probably be the 603. Even... After this diabolical plan of adding another area code goes through, what are you going to (sighs) do? All right. Today, by the way, we can't forget it. George Washington's birthday. I always used to look forward to George Washington's birthday because I used to have the day off. And I'm sure some people wish that I had the day off today. Uh, But uh, it's Washington's birthday. And, uh, you know, the father of our country, as they say. It's also Be Humble Day. Try to be humble. Sometimes it's hard to be humble. isn't it? Uh, National Chili Day. And I don't mean National Cold Weather Day. I mean chili, like chili that you eat that is delicious uh, in most cases. So it's National Chili Day. It's also National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. I wouldn't recommend having chili and a sweet potato in the same meal, though. I don't I, somehow I don't think they really go together. But something that does go together well with chili is a margarita, and it's also, ironically enough, National Margarita Day. It's also National Wildlife Day, Play More Cards Day. I don't play cards very often. And if I do, it's with my grandchildren. But I do, I tell you, that my favorite casino game, when I go to a casino, not in this state, but other states, and play video poker. That's my favorite casino game, for those of you who were wondering. I'm sure there were many of you. But for whatever reason, video poker is not allowed in our... A growing number of casinos here in the Granite State. Got to go out of state to play video poker. Hey, you got to go out of Concord to play Kino. No, no Kino. No. There's, you know what? There's no Kino in Keene. Can you imagine that? Keene has no Kino. <laughs> I think the three big cities in, in the state that uh, don't have Kino are Concord, Keene, and Portsmouth. And I think we know what they all have in common. We won't go down that path this morning. But you can't. Why can't you play video poker in in a New Hampshire charitable? I'd be happy to give to the charity because I enjoy playing. But I can't do it here. I have to go across the border, go to the Encore, go to Foxwoods, go to Mohegan Sun. I can't do it in New Hampshire. I don't know why. It's like. Concord not having Keno, you can buy scratch tickets on any street corner. They had a casino in Concord at one time, not too long ago. There might have been two if somebody didn't screw up. Uh, but you can't play Keno in Concord. You can get walk across uh, the town line from Concord to Bow and you can do that. You can walk across the town line from Concord to Pembroke and you can play there. But you can't play in Concord. Celebrity birthdays today, uh, Rachel Drecht. Always had trouble with her name. Rachel Drecht from Saturday Night Live. Born in Lexington, Massachusetts. Fellow Middlesex leaguer. I don't know if she played any sports at Lexington. Uh, But she was a longtime fixture on Saturday Night Live. She is 58, Drew Barrymore is 49, and the great Dr. J, Julius Irving, turns 74 years old today. So many memories of Dr. J, great player that he was, but you know the one that always sticks out for me? Had nothing to do with his playing ability, but he got into a fight one night with Larry Bird, remember that? Years ago, at the Old Garden. I mean, in this, folks, believe it or not, it was not in a playoff game. It was in an exhibition game. And I don't know. You know, I've always thought, I've always had this feeling that that was somewhat staged. I don't know why. Two superstars, first of all, even playing in an exhibition game and then fighting In a preseason game that means nothing? In basketball? I always thought it was kind of staged, but maybe not. But it's what I remember. But what I remember most about Dr. J played at UMass, along with uh, Rick Patino. Both played at UMass. And folks, although many of us didn't stay up for the end of this, I assure you that the Boston Bruins won early this morning in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Charlie McAvoy with a game-winning goal. 3-10 of the extra period, giving the Bees a 6-5 win. Take a nap because uh, they'll be on at 9 o'clock tonight against the Calgary Flames as they stay in the beautiful province of Alberta. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. I hope you learned something If not, well, we'll try again tomorrow when it's the Friday Fun Bunch. Right here, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And folks, remember, always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Thursday, everyone.